It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's Monday, February 3rd, 2020. Hard to believe. We're already into the new year. Going so quickly. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And speaking of anywhere... Sometimes we're broadcasting from almost anywhere. So I'm doing this podcast from my car, sitting in a Starbucks parking lot here in Austin, Texas, as I get ready after this podcast to get to the airport to fly out to the MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America's Independent Mortgage Bankers Conference going on in New Orleans. So for all of you that are listening, we're going to be at the IMB conference. We look forward to seeing you there. I talked to my assistant. People were scheduling appointments with me as we're getting ready for the podcast. So looking forward to seeing many of our friends there. And if you're not going to these kind of conferences, folks, you, you need to. This one particularly is one of those conferences that has just uh, got so much information. Now, go back and listen to the podcast where we had Mike Frantoni on, as well as Marina Walsh. Uh, you're going to get some insights into some of the data that will be discussed here at the conference. Loan origination costs are coming down, but is that because people are becoming more efficient? Or is it the concept of rising tides is floating all boats and almost look like costs are coming down? We're going to get some data. We're going to be reporting more on that. Very excited to have the opportunity to be here. So jets are flying overhead, and we are ready to get started in this podcast. In today's Hot Topics segment, where we have back with us a friend, I was going to say an old friend, he's a young guy, but he's been on many times. I use an old friend, someone I look up to and always interested in his perspective. It's Logan Motoshami. Now, he's a senior loan manager at his family's business, AMC Lending, there in Southern California. But, oh, he is so much more than just a loan originator. He is someone who is an economist of sorts. I mean... Almost like he's learned it, studied it by himself, and come up with some very interesting perspectives. So much so that he's caught the major networks, CNBC, Fox, all the major networks, business networks. But today, we're going to have him on, and he's going to be giving us some interesting perspective on what he sees as the mortgage industry's future for 2020 and what we've got lined up in the new year. And that's all going to be in the hot topic segment. I want to say a big thank you and a shout out to the Industry Syndicate. Be sure to check out the website, industrysyndicate.com. There's a lot of podcasts there. We're pleased to be a part of it, one of the charter members of this Industry Syndicate. And I want to say this, if you're thinking about getting your own podcast going, please get a hold of myself or Paul, our producer of this podcast. We'll help you launch there. We're talking about how to be recognized as an industry expert in your community. You should have your own podcast. I think it'd be good for you to consider. We're giving a listener shout out to Pam Jenkins, who also was a guest on our podcast back on November 11th, talking about future leaders and new people coming in. But she really has just gone down an amazing job turning around the company. She listens to us. And I just want to say thank you, Pam. 
So good to have her here. But check out her November 11th podcast. Many of the people at her company, Willow Bend Mortgage, are listeners. We're thrilled to have them. Also, Tony at Open Mortgages, a new listener. So glad to have he. So anyway, there's so many of you. So write us. We'll give you a shout out. I want to say a thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight. In fact, Mitch Cohen, who's the Director of Public Relations and Marketing and Communications at Black Knight, has sent us this latest mortgage monitor information. This information now is available as of this morning, so it's hot, fresh off the press. So grateful for that. But did you know that the smallest payment income ratio we've seen in two years so despite the average home price increasing by 13000 across the United States from just over a year ago, the monthly mortgage payment required to buy a home has actually dropped by 10% from the same time, and it's obviously a result of falling interest rates. You need to check out all the information that Black Knight provides through their Black Knight Mortgage Monitor. If you're working with Black Knight, you get a lot of this information is just one of the many takeaways that they provide. encourage you to check out all the information at blackknightinc.com. Again, shout out and thank you, Mitch Cohen, Director of Public Relations, Marketing and Communications at Black Knight for providing us this information. Also, a special thank you to the Mortgage Bankers Association of America for our participation. Again, heading out to the IMB conference and encourage you to become a part of the app that you can download to be able to have an impact on legislation. So go to the website, check out all these conferences that are there. Also, thank you to Open Mortgage, leading buyer reverse mortgages and home of some of the top LOs of the country. Check them out, as well as Celebrity Home Loans. They're doing a great job. We're going to have Pete back on the podcast. Love this guy and his energy that he brings and some of the forward thinking Really excited to have the partnership. If you're interested in advertising, be sure to come on over and talk to us. Also, Finastra, Fusion Bot Mortgage. They have the automated solution that helps you with compliance issues with their mortgage bot solution. Also, Lenders One and Mortgage Collaborative, grateful for their partnership, as well as the CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Ainsworth Advisors, Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE. That you have got to check out. And also, Velma Vidyard. Vendor SERP last week as a guest, as well as AI Assist. Then, of course, a special thank you to Andy, Alice, Joe for their contributions each and every week to make this podcast so informative. Let's get over to Rob Van Rapp for us with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, MBA submitted a letter responding to HUD's request for information on housing affordability. The letter urges HUD to pursue a number of regulatory and federal funding reforms intended to spur housing supply, lower costs, and enhance affordability. Also last week, MBA submitted a letter to the House Energy and Commerce Committee highlighting the association's principles for privacy and cybersecurity reform. Since last year, a bipartisan group of legislators on the committee has been working on a comprehensive consumer privacy bill. MBA's letter highlights the mortgage industry's principles for reform. And finally, last week, MBA submitted a letter responding to the National Credit Union Administration's proposal to raise the appraisal threshold exemption from $250,000 to $400,000 on residential real estate transactions. NCUA's proposed rule aligns with the other 
federal banking system's final rule released last year, which also raised the appraisal threshold exemption to $400,000. NCUA plans to issue a final rule once all submitted comments have been reviewed. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Good job, Rob and Rapport. Looking forward to seeing him and many of our friends at the NBA in New Orleans here. So, Les Parker is here with the TM Spotlight with this week's macro view of the markets and a music parody. Les, what you got for us? The long and winding road. Many times bears are alone. And many times bulls cry. Anyway, trades never know the many ways they've tried. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Ainsworth Advisors. The Fed said it's cautiously optimistic about the economy and it will keep fighting illiquidity in the repo market with liquidity. The new bull trend stays intact, but where's the momentum? Will hungry bears roar back if the global public health crisis dissipates quickly? So which yield will the 10-year reach first? 180 or 145? These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. But still, moves lead trades back. To the ah, one of my favorite songs. Love that old song. Good job. Les and Gary Canterbone partner up on that each and every week. You know, check out all the segments on our website that Les does, as well as subscribe for the tmspotlight.com to subscribe to Les's daily newsletter. It's free. He's also got some paid versions of it. You look at who's subscribed to this and some of the leaders in the industry. So you want to look at what leaders are listening to, subscribe and listen. Again, it's free. We can get one of the paid versions. Well, normally we would be running over to Joe Farr. Unfortunately, he is not with us today. I also want to say how much fun I had, and a special thank you. We did an executive planning session this last week, flew out on Wednesday, and then it was a ski, snow skiing trip in Bozeman, Montana, up at Scott Gordon's place that he has up there. And so we were skiing and doing executive planning. You wonder why some companies are successful and avoid some of the pitfalls that are going on. It's executive planning. And now everyone says they have it, but Scott does it. And we had one of the most intense ones. We had Sal Murin with us, who is, uh, he lives here in the community of Austin, Texas, former EVP, SVP of Fannie Mae. I'm not sure exactly what his title was. I should have looked it up. Bring up his name anyway. Strategic Directions Planning at Fannie Mae during some of the more difficult years. And so very interesting guy. And we had a lot of data. We had some great conversations about where the industry is going. What are the right strategies in this day and age? So major shout out to uh, Scott Gordon and Open Mortgage for doing a great job of hosting an executive planning session. And we got one day we had 12,000 vertical feet. We skied. That's not including the lift rides. Uh, so it was, it was really good. We had a great time all the way around. And then Scott produces each week the Science of Sales segment. So without further ado, let's get over to Scott and the Science of Sales. Scott. Stories help customers relax and listen. They're memorable. They establish trust. And most importantly, they speak to the part of the brain where decisions are made. We make subconscious, emotional, and sometimes irrational decisions with one part of our brain. Then we justify those decisions with another. Stories provide depth and context to facts, which leads people to making secure and informed decisions. 
One poll found 30% of strangers are trustworthy. But when you asked what percentage of people you know, the median answer jumped to 70%. Telling a story is the most effective way to make someone feel like they know you. Stories provide glimpses into your world and invite your customers to tell you their stories. This cements trust between the parties, and once you have a customer's trust, you've usually got their business. A 2013 study found that only one in five sales calls provides enough stories to satisfy the customer. So why tell a story? Because it works. If this sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. like that segment. Good job, Scott. Appreciate you contributing each week, being a sponsor on the podcast. Go check out openmortgage.com. They've got an amazing marketing department. They do a great job. They also do a great job with the reverse mortgage. There's a lot of income in reverse mortgages, folks. If you're looking at a way of doing something with reverse mortgages, check out Open Mortgage and the resource they have on their website, openmortgage.com. Alice Alvey also, unfortunately, is not with us, able to be with us today. So let's get over to Alan Pollock. Good to have you here with this week's weekly tech update. Alan, how you doing, my friend? How are things in Florida? Things in Florida are great. Thank you for asking. So I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. Not only was it a okay game until the very end, but it was It was a great game. game. It was a good game and it was a really good game <laughs> at the end. Okay, so that reveals who I was cheering for. <laughs> that's right, that's right. No, I, I definitely was looking for Kansas City. I, I, I mean, come on, 50-year dry spell yeah. is, uh, is a big deal. And not just lots of great players and great coaching. I mean, that's just an amazing story. So yeah, both teams I, are I great. do want to mention, yeah. yep, there were two ads. So we know that there was a Quicken Loans ad, by the way. $1.75 million was spent on that ad. If you remember last week, we said it was Aquaman star Jason Momoa. And yeah. anyways, it was okay. You know, he sort of, you know, walked in and pulled off all of his movie star body parts and hair and stuff and then sat in the comfort of his own home. I thought, personally, they could have done a better job or we could have had a better a better advertisement, but it's a brand name and everyone knows it. It, it was just okay. And then there was the UHM, findamortgagebroker.com advertisement. And this was great. Yes. And uh, HousingWire also talked about it. They claim that using a mortgage broker and working with various lenders is just is just one lender, and you can get a faster, easier, or more affordable mortgage than than, than using Quicken Loans. And what they basically have is um, they say that playing with rockets is fun when you're a kid, but not so much when you're an adult. So that was pretty funny. So they're they're taking jabs. I guess this will continue to play out. But at one point seven five million dollars that Quicken paid for the ad, I don't know. I don't know how long or how many folks will be playing that game. But anyways, it was uh, both good to watch. <laughs> Today yeah. is officially, David, called National Football Day Hangover Day. And it was actually <laughs> submitted yeah. by ESPN host and sports personality, Katie Nolan. And she submitted it. This is year number two. There is somewhere between 14 and 17, you ready for this, million people that don't go to work because of the football hangover. So wow. it became an official yeah. day. Yes, that's a lot. Wow. Also, before we get into today's topic, I, I wanted to mention, you know, I did this once before. There are a number of people that reach out to me here and there that are looking for work, and uh, I definitely don't have a registry. If you are a tech person or you are a lender or vendor and you're looking to hire people, feel free to reach out to David or myself. We have 
at times people that are asking us if we know folks. So for me on the tech side, if you are out there looking or if you are a lender looking or vendor again, feel free to reach out to us. Good. Maybe we can do a little a little matchmaking. So yes. today's topic, David, really, really is interesting. I'm not going to come out and say I have an answer for this. I'm posing a question. And with today's question, you please feel free to email us, message us, text David. We want to know what you think. And if the responses are, are bountiful, we will talk about them next week. So here it is. The conversation is really partner versus build versus buy. And I almost take the, the buy out. It's really partner versus build. And I've got a couple of points that I wanted to, to chat about. First, I, it's really important to mention that our audience is broken into three parts, right? We've got large banks yep. that are, you know, $2 billion, $3 billion, $10, 20000000000 billion. And then we have small community banks or banks under a billion and credit unions, so half a billion. And then we also have our independent uh, mortgage lenders, right? And with the IMB going on, a lot of people will probably hear this in replay. But, you know, banks initially viewed fintechs as competition. And that's really important, right, because banks rely on their core banking technology. They rely on other components of technology to answer the demand to service their, their members, their customers, their clients, their borrowers. And until they started to take on a partnership type of mentality, they've started to become behind as fintechs have taken over. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, you're talking about loans. You're not talking about mortgages. You're talking about consumer loans and other types of lending. No, I'm actually talking about mortgages because it's getting to the point where banks and credit unions cannot afford to do a mortgage and they can't afford not to do a mortgage. And so partnership with fintech companies is so, so important. And then when you look at the other side of the coin, you have our mortgage environment, which is made up of independent mortgage lenders. And you've got some that are clearly building their own products and they own part of their own domain, whether they have their own LOS system or they've built their own middleware. And then you've got some who completely rely on a vendor, their LOS partner. And so you have two schools of thought. So a couple very interesting points. First, you know, to what I mentioned earlier, if you have feedback on either of these and why you think one is better than the other, please feel free to reach out to us. You can, you can message David or myself. I'll give our email addresses at the end of the, ses the, um, the session here. And then second is a couple interesting points. This was David at Independent Banker. It was in an article they had. And what it said is that, Big banks may have bigger budgets, but dealing with the red tape of a bigger bank, some of these fintechs may run through all their cash before they get their first deal off the ground. And that is extremely, extremely powerful because as you think about a fintech company, right? Think about our mortgage market. If you went to digital mortgage, all the new interesting right. parts and aspects of the industry that people are developing for, whether it was the beacon technology for appraisal management, or it's, you know, different ways to find down payment assistance, right? All of these technology companies are starting from something small. They're starting from sometimes nothing. And so these partnerships with these bigger banks can suck them dry. So you'll see a lot of these bigger entities actually invest in these fintech companies and do partnerships that way. They won't be able to build everything on their own because it's going to take them too long. And the landscape of our clients, our customers, our members is moving too fast. And then on the other hand, if you bite more than you can chew, that may not be worth the bite. So if you're an independent mortgage lender and you're trying to partner with too many vendors, how much can you and your LOS partner actually handle? 
And do you have too many vendors to even manage? And then finally, the last piece is if you're independent and you're building your own technology, how many partners do you want to have and manage roadmaps and deal with? It may be a lot. And you may want to make some of those investments. So I pose the question for our audience, David. We don't do this often. Feel free to reach out to us. What is your thought on build, buy, partner, especially yeah. looking to build the perfect mortgage mousetrap? Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear your feedback. And if you want your name to be shared, let us know. Otherwise, uh, we'll share your comments. And uh, you can reach me, Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at tms-advisors.com or david at tms-advisors.com. Hope you have a good time yeah. at IMB and everyone there. And looking forward to the rest of the podcast, David. Thank you so much, Alan. Look forward to having you participate all the way through. It's appreciate that. Yeah, look forward to get the feedback. And we just get so many people that let us know, so that's good. That's a great segment. Thank you. Appreciate it. I want to say a special shout-out to Finastra. They do a great job with their mortgage bot mobile application. It's just incredible. It lets you have your own apps. You know, we talk about technology. It's so funny what you were saying about the Super Bowl ad. And it really started there, the whole rocket mortgage concept. But I want to tell you, there is other tools. If you say, I don't have the budget, I can't build my own. Well, check out finastra.com or text me. Uh, Be sure to check out the interview I did with Dan Putney, as well as with Eric at Midwest Bank up in Iowa. So anyway, check them out. Appreciate it as a sponsor. Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor, is here with us. Thanks for being here, Andy. Each and every week, bringing us to date and good stuff. Good info. How you doing, friend? I'm doing awesome, and for the first time during the entire podcast, I just heard an airplane. So you've been doing great <laughs> being sitting at the end of the runway and masking the sound. Good job. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Yep, they're flying right overhead. I didn't realize that. I'm going, all right, mute in and out when one goes. But good to have you here with us and always interested in the wisdom you have for our audience, our listeners. What you got for us today there, Mr. I was PhD, about, Profit Doctor? Well, thank you there. Thank you very much, sir. I was thinking about some practical information, a little bit about what goes on behind the curtain. And there's, there's really two curtains that I work in. I work in secondary marketing hedging with the black box of position recommendation, right. but then I also work in the black box of the role of the CFO. And you may wonder, well, why, why is the role of the CFO behind the curtain? Well, it's, it's because it's a lot of detail that occurs that people never even notice. And if everybody, if every loan gets funded on time, then the CFO did their job. If the firm is profitable and sustainable, then the CFO did their job. So you don't see it when it goes right. You see it when it doesn't go right. So it's kind of like if you're the captain of a ship and the CEO of the company is there standing on the bridge of the ship going across the ocean, the CFO would be standing next to the CEO And the CFO is going to be focused to obtain funding for the company to make sure it can meet all of its financial needs. Every time a loan closes, that's a funding need. Also, the CFO is going to be looking out over the horizon and watching for risks, watching for things that go boom in the night, things that would prevent the company from achieving the financial goals that it has set. And also, all this time, in addition to those things, the CFO is also going to be measuring all the financial activity in order to produce financial information, financial statements, graphs, and charts that are easy for management to understand so management can make informed decisions. So the bottom line of it is the CFO is responsible for profit. The CFO drives the profit. 
And so I want to talk about some of the duties just a little bit because this is February the 3rd and the accountants are head down, the finance people, which in mortgaging gets confusing because finance is really the funding sourcing, but oftentimes that falls under the CFO as well and sometimes secondary marketing does as well. But behind the scene to make the company work and run well, the CFO is doing three primary things. So I mentioned funding. So finding the funds for the company. This begins with cash flow. What's your cash flow forecast going to be? How much money are you going to need in two months, three months? You have to be able to have an idea about what that is based on predictive algorithms. You can look forward by looking backward and adjusting for variables. This isn't rocket science. It sounds fancy, but it's really not all that difficult. And every mortgage company should have this. If you don't have this, then I would fire your CFO and get another one. That is a harsh statement to make, but this is where the rubber meets the road, and every CFO's first job is funding cash flow management. If you're not managing cash flow, then you're not doing your job. Period. End of statement. The CFO Amen. also needs to <laughs> I agree. I agree you more Amen. Get, get on the get on. Here's my podium. Everybody, stand up and holler. Okay, so the other thing the CFO, <laughs> well, Dave's a much better preacher than me. So the, the the other thing the CFO does around the funding world is gets warehouse lines. Make certain that you've got sublimits established in your warehouse lines if ever you have to repurchase something. The time to ask for money is when you don't need it. Managing the relationship with the warehouse line lenders is essential. You've got to have good relationships with the warehouse line lenders. You give them information before they ask for it. You let them know about all of the good, all of the bad, all of the ugly things happen within an organization. Communicate, communicate, and then communicate some more. That's how you manage a banking relationship, and that's part of the role of the CFO. It's super important. And then possibly having other funding sources. If ever you have a dip like mid-2018, yep. it's a tough time. And one of the best ways to make money, one of the best ways to generate cash flow is by Making money. Making money makes cash. When you generate profit, you generate cash. So just do that. Make more money makes more cash. Now, on this risk management side of things, I'm going to try to wrap this up here pretty quickly, Dave, to stay in my five-minute window. So on the risk management things, one of the things that we try to prevent are unintended financial outcomes. So one example of that that happens over and over and over in mortgage lending is we pay $300,000 to bring on a branch with five originators. We spend all the money, and they quit immediately when the agreement ends. Three months later, four months later, they quit. That happens over and over and over and over, and we wonder why it never works. So think about the risk you're incurring when you pay too much for the new branch. That's not to say that paying a branch isn't a good thing to do. But you need to be very cautious about how you do it and make sure there's a philosophical alignment among the people to begin with. Otherwise, you're just yep. going to quit. Another thing that's a, so big, a, big, a big issue is branch concessions, repurchase risk, loan extensions. All these things are bad and can cause the cash flow to not be what you thought it was going to be. So the branch concessions is a big one because we, the top originator calls and says, i got to get this quarter off or I'm going to lose this deal. I'm going to lose this realtor. So secondary marketing goes, oh, okay. And so we cut it by a quarter, and we end up not making the money we thought we were going to make. And what does losing money do? It consumes cash. Making money makes cash. Not making money uses cash, burns up cash. 
So these are important things. Now, the last thing is measurement. Well, almost the last thing. Measurement, real quick. So measurement is profit per loan, profit per branch, profit per originator. You need to know these things. And then lastly, critical thinking. So people think, well, okay, that just means thinking critically. Well, yes, but it's so much more than that. It's outside the box, beyond the box, turn the box upside down and look for the secret scrolls written underneath the box. So critical thinking is identifying all of the key variables required to assess the situation to support a decision. But that doesn't mean just your perspective. Part of the essential element of critical thinking is additional input, other ideas, diverse ideas, more ways of thinking about that. And we call that in academia, the double movement of reflective thoughts. That's inductive and deductive reasoning applied to a situation. And this is how we make decisions. This is part of what the CFO needs to do is, is the CFO applies the wisdom of time, the wisdom of logic, and the wisdom of experience. So wisdom, wisdom cubed, experience, logic, and age, just being able to think through issues to come up with a, an answer. And ultimately, we have a critical solution is provided by the CFO to complex problems. So the CFO's job is provide solutions to complex problems. So at the end of the day, in the mortgage company, if every loan that you ever originate funds on time, the money's there, everything works like it's supposed to be, that's because the CFO arranged for the money to be there with the warehouse line. If the company stays profitable, that means the CFO helped guide it through to profitability. And the the good CFO is usually, not always, oftentimes, the good CFO is a CPA, but they're much more than that. Just a CPA is not enough. You've also got to be a musician. You've got to be creative. You've got to be able to come up with solutions. You've got to be able to find the way to say yes. You've got to get to yes in a way that's safe, considers risk, generates earnings, and protects the business from future financial risks. So there you go. That's what a CFO does. They have the ability to Good apply job. knowledge, to, to identify solutions to complex problems. Blah, blah, blah. But that's how it works. That oh, happens over and what? over and over. Yeah, a lot of good information there, and I, I, I have to share this. A lot of people are saying, you know, can we hire someone outside the industry that doesn't have mortgage knowledge? Uh, and you made a great point. CPA is is good. It doesn't necessarily make them a good CFO of a mortgage company because mortgage company finance is complicated. And uh, that doesn't mean it won't work out. Yeah, but here's the deal. You need to find someone like Andy Shell to walk alongside them for a period of time, as much as two years to really get them up to speed. Andy does it, and he does it well. When you have someone who teaches CPAs and how to audit mortgage companies, I think he's a pretty good resource for you. So Andy Shell, the Prophet Doctor, CPA, CFF, CMB, and now PhD. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you exhaust me with all the titles. But it's good to have you here. we got more planes flying in overhead as we sit here and wrap up the first half of our program. And the Austin Airport, I parked at my car doing this podcast uh, as I get ready to fly out to the CMBE. So we're going to end the first part of this podcast. But those of you that are listening live, stay tuned because we're going to roll right into the Hot topic segment. Before we go, folks, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, the MBA, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, the CMLA, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Ainsworth Advisors, as well as KnowledgeCoop, Mobility RE, Celebrity Home Loans, Velma, Vidyard, VendorSurf, and AI Assist. Love these vendors. 
so much good stuff out there. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast, get over to the website. We're adding a brand new sponsor next week. So excited about it, Indicom. We have more information about that. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Tell others about this podcast, and we'll look forward to sharing again another episode next week. Have a great week, everybody. And for those of you going to the NBA IMB conference, looking forward to seeing you there this evening. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.